In, in Exodus 20, and we'll read verse 7 today, we're going to talk about the third commandment. And uh, you're going to see as we go through this, you'll see how that the first and second one kind of build together, and then the third one go along, goes along with it. These first three commandments are very, uh, I mean, we can divide them, uh, or we can just kind of lump them together, but you'll see today that uh, how they very much tie together. So we're continuing this lesson series of the Ten Commandments, and today I've titled this lesson, Honor God's Name. Amen. And we'll see that here in the third commandment today. So and, uh, we'll talk about that today, honoring God's name. So let's just pray real quickly over to our word as we get ready to read that the Lord will help us uh, have eyes to see. Amen. So Father, we come to you today, Lord, in Jesus' name as we open your word today. Lord, as we look into the word of truth for guidance and, and help in our life, Lord, help us as we read these scriptures today that we'll understand what they mean to us in this day and age and, and help to lead us and guide us in the ways of righteousness and the path we should go. We ask, Lord, for eyes to see and ears to hear. Now we have pray for open hearts, Lord, today that we'll receive this word which we're going to hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. So honor God's name. Uh, in Exodus 20 and verse 7, this is what we refer to as the third commandment. And it says, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And see, we're going to see as this has built from the first commandment was there is no other gods, have no other gods before me. Last week we talked about now don't try to go make some earthly replica of what God is and make yourself an idol, okay? And now he says in the third commandment, that uh, uh, we have to honor God's name and we can't take God's name in vain. And so as we go through this, we'll see uh, what it means to take God's name in vain. Something that's vain means it's of no value. It's of no importance. Okay? And so God is just stressing here that, okay, don't ever take my name in vain. Don't associate it with vain things because God's name is great and it's greatly to be praised and it's to be revered. Amen? So what is in a name? What, what is its significance? What is a, why is a name important? It's because a name distinguishes who or what something is. In the beginning, think about this. God gave names to every part of His creation. He called the light day and the darkness He called night. He called the dry ground earth and He called the waters that gather together. He called them seas and so on and so forth. There's one exception to this, though. There's one thing that God didn't name. And that was the things that were created on the sixth day. The animals of the earth. The things that crawled or walked upon the earth. He allowed Adam to name those things. So that's the exception, is the things that were created on the sixth day. On the sixth day, God created the animals that roam upon the earth, and also man. The Lord called the man that He created Adam. Okay. After that, God allowed Adam to name all the various animals as he saw fit. The Bible says that he brought all those animals to Adam and seen what he would call them. So he gave Adam this authority, this ability, that he was going to name the rest of the creatures upon the earth. Okay. So we see, looking at this, we understand the importance of names. Whatever something's named, it distinguishes it from something or someone else and reduces confusion among mankind. See, we don't get to just have our idea of what this is or, well, this is what I'm going to call that 
When God named everything at the beginning, He said this is what it will be called so that every person, every generation that lives will know what this is. So it's very interesting. It would be several generations before God would fully reveal His name to mankind. From the story of creation in Genesis until the time of Moses here in Exodus that we're talking about, mankind referred to God however they viewed Him. Pretty interesting. However they viewed God, that's what they would call Him. Uh, Man would call God different names depending upon their specific circumstances. Now, Adam and Eve, they would have known God as Elohim, okay? That was the Hebrew word that they used for, that we translate into God. They knew Him as Elohim, which simply meant God, some greater power than us, okay? Sarah's handmaid, Hagar, Hagar, I'm sorry, called God El Roi, which means the God who sees, because she said God had seen her affliction. So leading up until this time in Exodus, man just kind of referred to God as kind of how they viewed Him or kind of how He had done things with them or what they felt like He had done for them. Abraham called Him the everlasting God and he also called Him Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. That's how he referred to God. God did reveal to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that His name was El Shaddai, which means the Almighty God. That's the one time that God did reveal His name to mankind, but He revealed it simply as the Almighty God, the one who exists by Himself eternally, doesn't need man's help. Amen. And in Genesis 32, 29, after Jacob's wrestling with the Lord, an interesting thing happened that a lot of times we forget about. Jacob asked God, tell me your name. What is your name? And the Lord didn't tell Jacob what his name was. You would think that he said, oh, here it is. Let me, t- let me give it to you. Take something to write this down. Didn't tell him. So then after that, Jacob named it what he thought was best. He said, because I've seen the face of God. This place will be called the face of God because I've seen God's face. But an interesting thing happens in Exodus 6, 1 through 9. We read about... Uh, when God called Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And God reveals to Moses His name is the Lord. Now the King James, if you have a King James Bible, uh, it translates that there in Exodus 6 and 1, uh, or 6, 1 through 9. It translates uh, uh, to Jehovah in capital letters. There was a distinguishing here that when He talked to Moses in that chapter, in chapter 6 of Exodus, He said, I revealed myself to to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and them as the Almighty God. But by my name Jehovah, I was not known to them. God is distinguishing His name a little bit different here when He gets ready to give these Ten Commandments, when He gets ready to give the law to the Israelites. Now the Hebrew word, that you may have heard this before, they call it Yahweh. That was the Hebrew word. That word is translated all throughout the Old Testament. The Old Testament is full of it. I think it's there. I looked it up yesterday. Over 6,000 times the Hebrew word Yahweh is in the Old Testament. And we simply refer to that in the English Bibles. That word is referred to as sometimes it's translated God, sometimes Lord, and sometimes Jehovah. Just depending on, I guess, kind of what they were doing. But it was the same word for for the Almighty God. Okay, So if that's the case... Why does the Lord tell Moses that this is the first time he has revealed his name? Why does he tell Moses in Exodus chapter 6? 
but my name is Jehovah. What's the reason for that? It's because this will be the first time that God will not just visit mankind from time to time, but that He was going to come and abide with them as they went through life. He was going to dwell in the tabernacle. And eventually He would dwell in the temple whenever they got to where they were going and they built it. See, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it was just an occasional thing. Ever so often the Lord would pay them a visit. And it was a big deal to them, right? They would lay rocks up somewhere to mark the occasion. They would name a place a certain name because God visited me here. But the Lord is beginning to tell them, and it also extends to you and I now, that His name is the Lord God Almighty. His name is Jehovah. His name is all those things that everybody else thought of Him all wrapped into one. He is our all in all. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is everything that we need. He is all sufficient to you and I. Amen? So this is the first time that God's going to reveal His true character, His true name, because He's saying, I'm going to be with you. And if you go back and read there in Exodus chapter 6, about 1 through 9 or 10, it tells, all these promises that I've made are no longer just promises. They're going to be reality. Because the, the covenant that I'm making with the Abraham's descendants now is getting ready to take place. I told him I was going to allow his people to live in this certain land, and now it's getting ready to take place. Amen? So here in Exodus 20 and 7, the Lord is distinguishing himself as the one true God who is now entering into a covenant with the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Here he commands that his name is not to be taken in vain. Here we learn the importance of being reverent concerning God's name. As we read it in Exodus 20 and 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. There's four ways in our society today that I want to share with you that we take, or our society, I hope we don't. Sometimes I catch myself taking the Lord's name in vain by not saying... A lot of people think that taking the Lord's name in vain is just simply saying GD. There's more to taking the Lord's name in vain than just saying GD. Okay, So I know that no Christians do that, but sometimes we say, oh, oh God. Or we get surprised by something and we'll say, oh my God. We take His name in vain a lot sometimes by accident. But I want to point out these four ways that our society takes the Lord's name in vain and therefore breaks the third commandment. It used to be that it was only in private somewhere away from everybody else, but now, even in primetime TV, they do it all the time. Hollywood movies, all those things, they just mention God like He's just any other person. The first way that people take the Lord's name in vain, break the third commandment, is mentioning His name alongside of false gods. They try to make God equal with every other idea of God that's ever come along. Greek mythology, the God of the ancient Egyptians, all those kinds of things. Everybody just kind of lumps him. Well, he's just the God of the Hebrews. He's just the God of the Israelites, or that, that old relic that people still read the Bible. They just try to associate him as any other old thing. God has established the first commandment. We talked about that. There's no such thing as any other God. 
You shall have no other gods before me. God laid that down at the very beginning, right? A couple weeks ago, we talked about it. There is no such thing as another god. If you think there's another god, you're worshiping your imagination. The Bible says in one of the prophet books, I'd have to look it up, I can't remember which one it was, God was speaking to the Israelites who'd been worshiping false gods, and He told them, he said, I span the heavens and put them in their place, put the stars in place. Everything is in place because of me. And I know where everything is because I created everything and I don't know of any other gods. God was saying, I created everything and I didn't create another god. So there is none. So for a people to associate some other false religion or some other false god with the name Jehovah, with the name the Lord God of the Bible, is taking His name in vain. It's making Him equal with something that was created or making Him equal with somebody's imagination. Therefore, to mention the Lord, the God, or Jehovah, whatever we want to refer to Him as, with false gods is a vain use of His name. God's not happy with those things. The second way that we do it in our society is to be a pretender. You know, there's a lot of pretenders in America. They pretend to love God. Or they pretend to know God. But in their actions, they deny Him. Amen. We know people like that. So to mention God, mention God's name as though we're associated with Him is no small matter. If I stand up here today, or if I go to my job, or wherever I go, Facebook, whatever, and I declare that I'm a born-again Christian. I have now associated my name with Jesus Christ. And that is a major deal. And if I'm going to associate my name with God Almighty and His Son Jesus Christ, then I should walk the walk, shouldn't I? I should do my very best to bring honor unto that name whom I say I follow. Amen. Now, we talk, we mess up. Sure we do. We get mad when we shouldn't say things we shouldn't sometimes, but we repent and we make it right. Amen? So it's no small matter to associate ourselves with the name of God. If someone lives like the devil and continually bears rotten fruit, but associates themselves with the name of the Lord, then they've taken His name in vain. I'll give you a really good example. And I'm sure you all agree. Politicians. There are politicians and celebrities in our culture, in our society, right here in the United States, that stand for and promote all manner of evil. Then when they get interviewed, they turn around and say, well, God bless America. Or they'll say, well, oh, I'm a Christian, or I believe in God. They are taking His name in vain and don't even realize it. Because God is not associated with those foul, evil things. God has laid out in His Word. There are certain things man is not to do. Amen? And then when you go and champion those things, then turn around and say, oh yeah, I, I know that God, or I belong to that, or I go to church and believe in God. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. And that's not a good thing, is it? Thirdly, is to use His name in anger. There's where sometimes, I think the first two most, most Christians are okay with. The first two points I made, you know. But now when we get to this one right here, to use His name in anger, sometimes, sometimes we do that. 
we get mad. We want to say, oh, my God. You know, throw our hands up and that kind of stuff. That's a vain use of God's name. Instead of doing that, we should say, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I come to you humbly. I need your help. But typically sometimes, and if you'll notice that it's, it's a big thing in our culture to just throw our hands up. Even, but sometimes when we get surprised by something, we're like, oh, my God. You ever wondered something? Why don't we say anything other than that? Why don't we say, oh, my wife. Or, oh, my kids, when we get surprised by Why do we do that? The interesting point is, we always invoke the name God. And that's a vain use of His name. So to mention His name in moments of anger or displeasure is taking His name in vain. Now especially, here's one that really uh, offends most people that I know, especially Christians, it should offend, is using the phrase GD. Hollywood does it a lot. You know you can't hardly watch a Hollywood movie, even a PG movie now, that they don't have some reference to that in it. But it's an ugly term. It's just something about it. The Holy Spirit, when we hear that, it's just something about it. It's just ugly. And we know it's, oh, it's not good. But it reveals something about people's hearts who just continually use that word over and over and over and use that phrase. Something has gone wrong, amen? Using GD because they're upset is one example. I'll tell you an example. It's so funny how as you're preparing for a, for a lesson or a sermon, that week the Lord will show you something about your lesson or your sermon. I was at Walmart this week, and I was in the cracker aisle trying to find some soup crackers, I believe it was. And I was looking along through there. And if, you'll, and if you know that uh, right now there's a lot of empty shelves at times when you go to any grocery store. There's some stuff that there's just none of it. It's gone. So I go, and I'm standing here, and these two nice-looking ladies probably my mom and dad's age, they were just friendly. Hi, hi, how are you doing? I said, excuse me, ma'am, you go right ahead. And I let them go on by me because I'm looking at something right here and they're going to look for something down there. They went on by and they get just down from me and I'm still looking for, for what I can see if I can find. And all of a sudden out of this lady's mouth says, GD, they ain't got any Nilla wafers. I was going to make a banana pudding, but now I can't. And I'm standing here and I'm like, there's all kinds of people in this aisle. And she just blurted out something like that. Because she was mad over vanilla wafers. She took the Lord's name in vain and pronounced a curse in His name. Now, probably just a habit with her. Probably no way in her mind does she really realize what we're talking about today. But you see where our society has fallen. You see with the point where our society is that we get mad about banana pudding and the ability to not be able to make it that we would blurt something like that out in public. It had been one thing to done it under our breath. And I just stood there and looked and I went, all of a sudden it hit me. I said, wow, there's an example of the sermon that the Lord had given me this week. And I'm thinking, it's so, it's so sad that people just take the Lord's name in vain so easily. Sad thing. Like I said a minute ago, when we say, oh my God. Sometimes if, you, if you're ever around teenagers, which I am a lot, they're on the school bus and stuff. If you, have to, if you have to tell them something, don't do that or 
Don't, don't be turned around backwards in your seat. The first thing you get is an eye roll and a, oh my God. That's what they do. I see that real common. That's a real common thing for me. And I'm sitting here thinking, you just don't realize that you're taking the Lord's name in vain when you say stuff like that. It shows us where our society's at. Amen. And God gave these commands so that the society wouldn't go down the path we're going down right now. God was saying, just respect me. And we've been talking about it the last few weeks. If we respect God and His existence, if we don't have idols, and if we respect His name, we're going to be more likely to respect His creation and His other people that's in our lives. Correct? So saying, oh my God, when we're upset or surprised, that's another example. <clears throat> and then like I said, people use that phrase GD. They're using God's name to curse someone or something. That's taking their name in vain. And this type of an outburst is in essence commanding God to curse something that we're unhappy about. Think about it. We're in essence for God to condemn this. Who are we as human beings to command God to do anything? So see, there's a taking the Lord's name in vain. I wonder sometimes what the, the Bible says one time that when men were doing a lot of different things and stuff, it said that the, and talks about the end times, that the Lord is just going to sit on his throne and laugh. I wonder sometimes what the Lord thinks about a society such as ours that just does stuff like that all the time. Probably shakes his head. Well, if they just listen to the third commandment. Amen. Amen. And the fourth way that our society takes the Lord's name in vain is when we disrespect God's Son. I want you to think about this. From the time in Exodus chapter 6, when God said, Okay, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, those were good guys. Those were faithful guys but they didn't know me as the Lord God Almighty like you were going to know me from this time forward. And from that time forward, a couple thousand years, until Jesus was born, God had not changed anything about His name. But you know what He had the angel tell Joseph when Jesus was getting ready to be born? Your wife Mary is going to have a son, and you shall call His name what? Jesus. That's pretty important. Mm. That's pretty important. And for us to disrespect the name of Jesus is just the same for us to disrespect the God of the Old Testament. So they were living under that covenant. Many people in our society have little, a little bit of respect for God. You know, you'll get a little bit of respect. They'll say, well, yeah, you know, God this or that. Or they'll even refer to the gods are smiling on me. So they have a, a somewhat of a reference for God or their idea of God. A few respect His Son, Jesus. The name of Jesus should be treated with the same respect and reverence as God's name was in the Old Testament. Sadly, our society makes jokes and belittles the name of Jesus. I've watched movies. I've seen TV shows. Well, they'll make fun of Jesus. Say derogatory things about Jesus. 
and they're taking his name in vain because his name should be associated as the Savior, the Christ, the Messiah, the one who could rescue them out of all their mess, but yet they turn and they make fun of him. It's taking his name in vain. It's not good. His name is made fun of and disrespected on a constant basis. He's mentioned as equal with Muhammad, Confucius, and throw all the other names in there. They say, well, he's just one of many. That's taking his name in vain. God declared that his name is not like everybody else's. His life is different from everybody else's. God declared him to be the Christ. The Messiah. And His name is to be revered. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you this as we get ready to close. One thing about going through these commandments is it'll be just like it tells us in the New Testament. It's not going to make us feel real good about ourselves. Because when we read these things, we see where we sometimes fail. We don't like that, but there's a reason that that does that. It's to bring us to Christ. Then if I see a failure in my life, if I read in the Bible and I say, you know what? I've been guilty of that. Then I can say, Lord, forgive me. Amen? May you and I today and moving forward strive to obey the third commandment. I don't think it's a real big problem. For you and I, it's a big problem for our society. But if we don't watch, we'll let our society affect us. And then we'll begin to just kind of associate God's name as a vain thing. It's a privilege to know God. And it's a privilege to call ourselves after His Son, Jesus Christ. And we need to have that respect for His name. Amen? Amen. So may we strive to obey the third commandment. May we honor, respect, and revere the name of the Lord. Amen. We sang the song, How Great Thou Art. So when we mention His name, we should remember we're talking about somebody great. The greatest. Amen. The God of all the universe. Amen. Let us not take His name in vain, <clears throat> but lift up His name among the people, among our society. Amen. Let us honor him by honoring the name of His only begotten Son, Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, Kiss the Son, lest the Father be angry. It's not just an idea. It's a command from God that we honor His Son, Jesus Christ. There's people that's going to stand on Judgment Day before the throne of God. And they're going to be judged on whether or not they honored Jesus Christ as their Savior. Amen. And may we walk according to His commands and live in a way that honors Him. Let us walk as He walked. The Bible exhorts us, let us walk like Jesus walked. He honored His Father and He honored the name of God, didn't He? What was it that Jesus taught us to in the prayer? Our Father, Jordan Heaven, what's the next line? Hallowed be thy name. 
We overlook those things sometimes, but it's all right there for us to learn. Amen. So let us walk as He walked. Keep His commands and live in a way that honors Him. Let us walk as He walked, loving God, loving each other, and honoring the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we have given the lesson and the words which you've given us to speak today. Father, help us as individuals, as a group, as Christians, to never take your name in vain. Lord, these commands exist for a reason, to show us and to teach us that your name is great and it is greatly to be praised. Help us, Lord, not associate your name with false gods and things that are, are, are uh, nothing but vanity. Help us this day, Lord, to continue to honor your name and not, never take it in vain in any way. And if we find ourselves, if something in this has, has convicted our hearts today, may we put it under the blood today. May we ask forgiveness today, Lord, and move forward, remembering this third command, that it ties right into the, the other two that we've already talked about. There is no other God, and we'll have no other gods before you. They will not make for ourselves idols to worship, and that will not take your name in vain. That everything in life and everything we hope to be and want to be must be founded upon this respect and reverence for God and His name. Help us, Lord, to reverence you. Help us, Lord, to hold your name in high esteem among the nations, among the people. And help us, Lord, as we move forward to help one another, give one another encouragement that we may walk as Jesus walked, loving God and loving our neighbor, loving one another, and giving honor unto your name in all things. We ask all this, Lord, today in Jesus' name we pray. Pray, Lord, that you keep each and every person safe until the next time we meet. Lord, watch over them this week, as we've said before. We pray, God, that you just help them as they go forward in life. Help them with everything they'll face this week until we can meet again next Sunday, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.